0: Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Thursday morning. We are just past the midway point in November and just past the midway point of the NFL season. Man, it goes so fast. I can't believe that next Thursday when I come talking to you all next week, it's going to be Thanksgiving. That's that's crazy. Big football day. I don't care who plays. That's always a part of my Thanksgiving is watching football. It used to not be, we used to be somewhere where there was no TV, um, the infamous coin flip game with the Steelers and Lions. I actually listened to that on the radio, but uh, yeah, that's just, um, can't believe we're, we're flying along this, this far, but part of me also, and a lot of Steelers fans are struggling with it. Can't believe the Steelers are six and three. Can't believe the Steelers are six and three with the, with the numbers that they're putting up now. I went into it a lot last week. I'm like, stop worrying about numbers that don't matter. And, of course, a lot of people were upset with things. The Steelers, this isn't sustainable. They can't do anything in the postseason because of some of the numbers. Well, I'm going to come back and show you that those numbers that people are so worried about aren't really what to be worried about. But I do understand the eye test, and I do understand that – The Steelers haven't really put it all together yet. But if you would have told me two weeks ago that the Steelers were going to rush for 371 yards over their next two games, I'd have been like, man, no one's going to stop this team. Now, people don't like it because the quarterback play hasn't been the same. But you know what? It's a lot more important to be able to run the ball. It's a lot more important to be able to run the ball than pass it for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. They are, as the title of the show says, the Steelers are best with a strong running game. We're going to get into that. But first, I'm going to, going to go ahead and highlight some numbers from the game. Uh, we got to do, of course, the zebra technology stat of the week. There's just one, but it's a good one. But it's a good one. So that's why I wanted to make sure to get it. Once surprisingly, uh it's running back. Yeah, that's what you would expect from the Steelers game from, from this past week. So here we go. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris proved to be a dynamic duo against the Packers in Week 10. The running backs combined for 183 yards on 31 carries. Warren's plus 37 RYOE, that's rushing yards above expected, on the day was fourth highest, and 53.3% of his carries went over expected, which was fifth, while Harris's plus 15 rushing yards above expected was ninth best and 56.3 of his carries went over expected, which was third. In other words, both running backs had nice days and the Steelers really moved the ball on the ground and therefore won the game. That's, and ultimately that's what it's coming to. People, Some people are like, oh, the Packers are not a good team. The Steelers should have won by more than that. Hey. The Steelers right now don't seem to be the kind of team that buries another team when they're behind when they're when they're going through the game and they're behind the goal is stick around it seems like they play to stick around try to come back in the fourth quarter when they're playing with the lead it seems like the way to play it is don't mess it up don't screw it up do your best just to hold the lead. And that's just kind of the style they're playing right now. That doesn't mean that that's the style they'll play in December, but that's the style they're playing in November. Doesn't mean that that's the style they'll play in January. They have some other things that have to come together with that. So let's go ahead and tackle some of these numbers that I, I highlighted in my By the Numbers article that comes out Monday morning at steelcurdnetwork.com. Make sure you're checking us out there for all your editorial needs. We do what we can to... to to give you all that you can as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Steelers, plus two in the day and, and takeaways, they won the turnover margin, took two, you know, two takeaways again, didn't turn the ball over. That, that proved to be big. Now, could the Steelers have won the game without those two turnovers? Yes. If that final play of the game, instead of being intercepted, just gets knocked down, same result. Would have been the same. But it's the whole notion that they could. Uh, maybe Danny Smith wished that they would have just knocked it down, Um, although he seemed to handle that, getting hit out of bounds like a champ. Steeler's for 205 yards, already talked about that, but you had Jalen Warren, 101 yards uh, on 15 carries, 6.7 yards per carry, had a touchdown. Najee Harris, 82 yards on 16 carries, 5.1 yards per carry and a touchdown. As a team, they had 5.7 yards per carry. The other two rushes or other two, sorry, the other rushing yards came 16 from Kenny Pickett and six from Calvin Austin. And this was the first time the Steelers rushed for over 200 yards since week 10 of last year. Week 10 is where that happened last year. Week 10 they did it this year. Very interesting. Uh, uh, The Steelers, hey, first three possessions, they put points on the board. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal. That's the first time that they've had – Um, back-to-back touchdowns to open a game since week 15 of last year, and then adding the field goal, meaning three drives of – three opening drives of scoring at the first needed since week 13 of last season. Steelers weren't very good on third down, though. They were only 31% on third down. Um, What were they? I think four for 13. And, unfortunately, you know – uh, they were three for seven in the first half, but only one for six in the second half. Yikes! Uh, and then the Packers they converted half of theirs. Steelers once again did not outgain their opponent in yards, but I'm going to keep saying it doesn't matter. Fourth quarter clock hits triple zeros, they don't give the win to who has the most yards. Steelers were outgained by 75 yards, but that was you know two drives there where the Steelers were just trying to not give up a touchdown. Ugh. I didn't like that the Steelers were kicking the ball into the end zone or not or shy of short of the end zone when they knew that there was such a good kick returner for the Packers. You'd use that strategy when you know your team sh- the other team struggles to-, to return kicks. I mean they brought it out past the 50 to start the second half. Not the way you want to start um start the half. Um Steelers only had one sack, they only gave up one sack kind of what they did there. Here was something the Steelers they gave up seven passing plays of 20 yards or more. They only had one of their own, but they gave up seven. They gave up chunk plays. Now they didn't give up. uh, They gave up one rushing, rushing play of more than 20. It was 40 yards, but the Steelers, you know, they only had one pass play that was over 20 yards, but they had two rushes over 20 and they had eight rushes over 10. And honestly, the Packers only had one rush over 10. So that, that, that was kind of, a difference and stuff there, but the, when you look at the pass defense, not good giving up seven passes of 20 yards or more. But I will tell you, some people are like, oh, the offense, even though they started strong, they still weren't good. They only had two three-and-outs in the game. They forced three three-and-outs for the Packers. And, of course, most importantly, they won the game. They won the game. So let's dive into some of these numbers here that I, I took some time to, to look up. And that is, you know, I'll, I'll say it one more time. Because the Steelers, it really is important that they are best when they have a strong running game versus when they have a strong passing game. Meaning games where they pass for a yard, a lot of yards versus games where they rush for a lot of yards. That's the way the Steelers are. This is what I did. I went all the way back to 2000 to get a big sample size. Then I cut the sample size down. We'll get to that a little bit. I went all the way back to 2000, and I looked at the games where the Steelers rushed poorly versus rushed very well, and then also the ones that were in between and looked at their records there. And I did the same thing with passing. So here were the standards I set. I figured a not good rushing day, I said 75 yards or less. You could maybe tweak that some, but if you just kind of set that standard, you think, yeah, if they're not rushing more than 75 yards, that's not a good rushing day uh, for, for the team. And for a good rushing day, I said 150 yards or more. This isn't a person. This is a team. So under 75 was bad, under 150 was good, and then we looked at it in the middle. So now with passing, I said a bad passing day, kind of like the Steelers had, under 150 yards passing. So that's double what the bad rushing yards was. And for a good passing day, I said that at 350. And that's still, you know, just because I I, I felt that was – a good place to do it and wanted to see what the data gave me. So I did that back since 2000. Let's start with the passing. So when the Steelers pass for 150 yards or less since 2000, they're actually 35 and 17. That's a 67.3 winning percentage. So I, you know, so out of those 52 games, but when they pass over 350 yards, They are 16, 17, and 1. So that's only a 48.5 winning percentage. So not even a winning record. So when you look at the passing game, when the Steelers don't have to to pass for a bunch of yards, they're actually winning more. Because usually when the Steelers don't pass for a bunch of yards, it's because they're running so well. It, It just seems that that's the case. Now, if you want to say, well, what about all the ones in between? So if it was 151 through 349 is what that would be. They were two, they're 205, 113, and 2. This was since 2000. So that's a 64.4 winning percentage. So the Steelers have a higher winning percentage when they don't throw for 150 yards than what they do when they're in between. And then they had a lose, a, just under a losing record when they throw for 350 yards or more, since 2000. Now, let's look at it from 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 rushing. When the Steelers are rushing for less than 75 yards, they're 42 and 70. So 75 or less, they're 42 and 70. That's only a 37.5% winning percentage. When they rush for 150 yards or more since 2000, 96, 8, and 2. 96, 8, and 2. That is a 91.5% winning percentage. I'll say that again 91.5% winning percentage when the Steelers rush for 150 yards. So, what's more important, rushing for 150 yards or passing for 350 yards? Obviously, it's the rushing. That's the way the Steelers are built. And I know some of you might say, well, the NFL's changed a lot since 2000, Dave. Well, what are you doing? Okay. So I went back, still had to go back somewhat decently to have enough of a sample size. So I went, I said, okay, let's, let's just look since 2015. Since 2015, I did it again. Same numbers of 150, 350, 75, 150. So when it came to the passing, when the Steelers were under 150, they were six and three. That's a 66.7 winning percentage. 66.7 versus go all the way back to 2000, 67.3. Very close. You're talking a difference of 0.6 percent. Okay. When it when they passed for more than 350 yards, they actually had a winning record this time. Eight and seven, eight and seven. That's it. that that, that that's all. That's a 53.3 winning percentage. So if you look at that. That's within 5% of the other one. And that's, it's a little bit bigger because smaller, you know, only 15 games that they've passed for 350 yards since 2015. Now, the in between games, 76, 45, and two. That's a 62.6 winning percentage, very close to the 64.4 in between since when you go back to, to 2000. So those numbers somewhat line up from, 20, from, from 2015 on base. Basically, compared to from 2001, from 2000 through last week, so because those those were included, so those are those numbers. So it goes to show that really it hasn't changed more recently. More recently has not changed those numbers significantly. Now let's look at the rushing side. When the Steelers are under 75 yards rushing, they are 23 and 30. That's a 43.4 winning percent. That's up from 37.5 if you go all the way back to 2000. Not what you would expect in the passing NFL. You would have thought that might have gone down. Went up some. Not a bunch. 37.5 to 43.4. Not a ton. What about the 150 rushing yards or more since 2015? 23, 1, and 1. I'll say it again. 23, 1, and 1. When the Steelers rush for 150 yards or more in a game. That's 94% winning percentage. Now, I can even tell you what were those two games that they that weren't wins when they rushed for 150 yards. The tie, that was week one in Cleveland. Oh, I forget the year. What was that? 20, no, was it was no, it wasn't. I'm I'm thinking it was 2016. Um, but maybe it was 2015. One, one of those back then. Uh let's see, it was no, or was it 20? Was it 2017 because – no, it was 2018. I remember now. Huh? Why was I going back so far? It had to be 2018 because it was it was James Conner that was rushing. Um, Steelers ran for a bunch of yards in the rain, tied the Browns. Yuck. The loss was in 2015, the infamous Scobie debacle, when the Steelers lost to, in overtime to the Ravens at home on Thursday Night Football – because Josh Scobie couldn't hit basic kicks where the Steelers were like 99% chance of winning with like three minutes left in the game. And they just, he just kept blowing it. Um, That was one that, I mean, there was no way that the Steelers should have lost that game. That's the only loss since 2015 when the Steelers have rushed for 150 yards. 23-1-1. Okay, that's pretty big. Well, what about all the games in between, Dave? All right. Uh forty-four, twenty-four, 24, and one, that's a 64.5 winning percentage, very close to the other one. So if you look at it, the whole reason I picked those numbers is because those middle percentages lined up pretty close: 63, 64.4, 62.6, 64.5. All of them right in there when it's in between, when you're winning, you know, all you know, not quite 65% of your game. So looking at those two extremes. So if you look at that, that tells you that the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is very important for them to have a big rushing game, so much more than the passing game. You know, when you do the 2,000 numbers, that includes all of Ben Roethlisberger's career. Even with Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers did much better when they were running the ball very well than when they were passing the ball very well. It's just how it was. There were plenty of games that the only reason they had so many passing yards is because they were losing. Now, I know what you're probably saying. You're probably saying, all right, Dave. But how does that compare to the rest of the NFL? I'm like, okay, I'll at least throw you some numbers with the rest of the NFL. But I'll be honest with you. I only went back to 2020 because there were so many games. It was just too much data, pages and pages and pages that I had to go through. So that's why I only went back to 2020. Um, But that's a lot of sample size because of – you know, thirty-two teams playing all those games. So the first one here was with was with the passing, with the passing. When teams pass for under 150 yards in the NFL over the last, said so uh, that would be the last three and a half seasons, I guess it would be. They are 113, 183, and one. Yeah, they only have a 38.2 winning percentage when they're passing less or at or 150 yards or less versus the Steelers they're like winning two out of every three games when they do that but the rest of the NFL when they pass that bad they have they they lose and their winning percentage when they're 3 350 yards or more uh, they're 91 and 38 that's 70.5%. So that's just that that that's just what it is. Um so yeah, the, so the, the Steelers don't follow that trend when it comes to passing the ball. When it comes to running the ball, when when teams were rushing for less than 75 yards, 144 100, – no, whoa, 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 I'm, I'm reading the wrong number. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me get back to that. 117, 318, and 1. That's what happens with the team's – Rush for less than 75 yards. That is a 26.9 winning percentage. Steelers actually do a little bit better than that when they're rushing under 75 yards. But when they rush over 75 or over 150 yards, they're 343, 130, and 4. That's a 72.3 winning percentage. Steelers, way better than that. They they are way better than that. They don't follow the trend of the rest of the NFL that when the Steelers rush the ball very well, they are much more likely to win the game, extremely likely to win the game if they rush for 150 yards or more. So that's really important to remember when you're looking at stuff like, oh, man, Kenny Cook only threw for the – you know what? He didn't turn the ball over. I didn't like his decision-making. So I, I get that. There's a reason for it to be concerned that it, that it was a bad game. But the thing that you really need to think about, if this team can continue to turn out rushing yards, that's what's going to be their keys to winning. Their key to winning is going to be running the football effectively. Because you can't get, you're not going to get 200 yards rushing and have a two-yard average. You just don't do it because you're not running the ball 100 times. You know, chances are you're not even getting. You're not going. You're not getting 200 yards rushing with even a four-yard average, because you're probably not running the ball 50 times. You, you just don't. You don't often get there in the NFL. I mean, you can, but it, that definitely 100 times is out of the question. So that's the whole idea of if the Steelers are, are reaching the um, these key marks running the ball, it's they have us just so much of a better chance to win the game. That's just how. It is. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break. we come back, I'm going to recap uh, where everything stands Um, in the AFC North, which it kind of – things got a little bit different when it comes to looking at teams' future schedules based on how, you know, these things change every week because the teams that that, uh, each team has to play go through wins and losses and things of that nature. So we're going to update that, look at the matchup, Uh, to, to see how the numbers play out. Although with no Deshaun Watson, that kind of puts a little asterisk next to some of the stuff with the Browns. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Let's get through this. We're gonna pop out some of these numbers. Let's go ahead and do a little AFC North recap. I don't know if people like this or not, but I'm gonna do it just because I can. Um, Baltimore Ravens are still in first place as of now, as of today, Thursday. Well, this is a good one tonight. I, I'm really looking forward to the Ravens and Bengals. They're like, oh, I hope it's a big. I mean, to me, it's gonna. I'm gonna care about it regardless of. It could be three to nothing, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna care a lot about it. I don't have to have a bunch of points, and a lot of scoring in order to be intrigued. So uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have that game on whenever we do the preview tonight. Well, myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian, Anthony Davis, we'll have the game on. So it's kind of almost going to be like the Steelers preview slash watch party of this game on Thursday night. It's an AFC North matchup between the Ravens and the Bengals. In case you didn't know, that was who was playing. All right. So the Ravens are at the top of the division, seven and three Steelers are next at six and 3 tied overall record with Cleveland at six and three, but the Steelers have a lot of tiebreakers against them. Then it's Cincinnati at five and four. That was an interesting one for the Bengals. I'm going to just mention this as I get to it, because the Bengals going into last week, they had seven games against teams with winning records, one game against the team with a losing record. And one game with a uh, against a team that had an even record. That was the even record that they just played this past week, and they lost. And the team that had the losing record now has an even record. In the Colts, so the Bengals they got oh they've got quite a hefty schedule in front of them. But let's go ahead. We'll start with the Ravens. The Ravens they. With they still have their bye week in week thirteen. But the the, right now their last four games are all against teams that are currently six and three. But the Ravens have five games against teams with winning records. They have this week against the Bengals, and then not again until the last four weeks of the season. They and they have two games against teams with losing records, but those those teams are four and five and three and six. So it's not like they're bottom of the of the barrel. But the the overall records of the remaining games for the Ravens, there are those teams of the, that they still have to face are 36, 27, and 27. So it's a 57.1% winning percentage. The Steelers, they have five games against teams with winning records, two games against teams with losing records, and one game with it against a team with an even record. So the Steelers played one of their games last week against a team that had a losing record. And one of the other teams moved up to even, that was the Colts that moved up to even. So the, the, the rec, the combined record of all the teams that the Steelers still have to play is 38 and 38. So it's a 50% uh, winning, you know, kind of looking at that strength of schedule that way. The Browns, They have four games against teams with winning records and four games against teams with losing records. And the overall win-loss of the teams that they have remaining is 37 – sorry, 36 and 37. So that's just behind the Steelers with a 49.3%. Slightly easier schedule. And then the Bengals, like I said, seven games left against teams with winning records and one game left against a team with an even record. So – and all of those teams that are that have the winning record currently have records better than the have a record better than the Bengals. So they, I mean, other than the the team that's even, the Colts, the next worst record that the that the Bengals still have to face is the currently six and four Minnesota Vikings. Other than that, they've got a lot of They've still got to play. Oh my goodness, they got to play the Ravens. They've still got to play the Chiefs, they got to play the Steelers twice. So there's a lot going on there. The the combined records of their opponents um for the rest of the season, 49 and 26. That's a 65.3 win percentage. So they definitely have the toughest schedule. Um the Browns come come across as having the easiest schedule remaining and uh then it, then the Steelers are the second easiest uh then versus the the Ravens, but it's kind of the Bengals are the hardest and then everyone else behind them. So that's where the AFC North stands in that regard of what's left, what they have looking ahead of them. So if you look at it this week, it's two AFC North matchups. So everybody's playing a team with a winning record this week, because they're all playing each other. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. So let's look at this matchup between the Steelers and the Browns. We'll start with the offense. I'll break it down like I normally do with uh total yards, points, running yards, and, and passing yards. Uh, we'll do the individual ones first. The Steelers moved up in their, in their, in their rushing ranking. They now are averaging, averaging 103.2 yards per game. That moves them up to 20th in the NFL when they were, you know, they were like 28th or 29th before, just a few weeks ago. But when you look at the Browns, they, uh, they average 147.8 yards on the ground. That's tied for second in the NFL. But I will tell you when it comes to rushing, if you look at just the last two games, Browns have rushed for 145.5 yards per game. That's sixth in the NFL. Steelers have rushed for for 185.5 yards a game, 40 yards a game higher, just over the last two games. That's third in the NFL. So if it's what you've done for me lately, the Steelers are running the ball better now or recently than what the Browns were. But like last week, the Browns were down almost the whole game. It, it, It was crazy. So that's, that's the rushing yards. Passing yards, Steelers, only 180.3. That's 29th in the NFL. But the Browns are only 185.3, only five yards better, and that's 25th in the NFL. So even and, – and now they've lost to Sean Watson. Now they've lost to Sean Watson. And to, to just kind of – I want to stop for a second and put some of those numbers into perspective because the, the, the player that is – that is going to be supposedly quarterbacking for the Browns is the, is the rookie Dorian Thompson Robinson. Okay. Dorian Thompson Robinson out of what, uh, what college did he go? UCLA. Okay. He's, he's appeared in, well, technically he's appeared in three games on offense, but one of them he didn't have any passing stats, but he started one game for the, for the Ravens. He, He started one game. And in that game, he was 19 of 36, 121 yards, three interceptions, no touchdowns. They only scored three points, and his and I think his rating was 25.3. But if you look at the Browns, I mean, it, it said that he had that many pass yards, 120 some. Really? They had 73 net passing yards because of the sacks. 73 net yards passing, 93 yards rushing. This was the first time they played Baltimore at home, you know, had three turnovers. Yeah. And they got their doors blown off 28 to three. So that's the only start that, that this quarterback has had. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Let's get back into some more of these numbers. All right. So now let's look at overall yardage. That's what teams are are ranked on offensively and defensively. It's yardage. The Steelers are 28th in the NFL, 283.6 yards, The Browns are 17th, 333.2 yards. That's mainly because of their rushing. Sacks. The Browns have been sacked 28 times this season. That's 26th in the NFL. The Steelers have been sacked 20 times this season. That's tied for 11th in the NFL. Turnovers. Steelers have only turned the ball over eight times this season. That is tied for second in the NFL. Part of the reason why they're 6-3, people, honestly. Um, and then you'll see how that saved number when you get to the defense. Um, so tied for a second. Browns, 19 turnovers on the season, 32nd, dead last in the NFL when you look at turnovers per game. Crazy. Yeah, they are they have turned it over. That's been their problem. So, all right, let's go to the defense. Well, we'll 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 go to the defense. Okay. All right. Let's go rushing. Okay, rushing defense. The Browns, they are seventh in the NFL. They give up 91.5 yards per game. The Steelers are 25th, giving up 131.2 yards per game. Through the air, Browns are number one defense against the Pats in the NFL. 151.1 yards per game. Number one. Steelers are 27th, 248.4. So, We'll have to see, you know, the Steelers' philosophy might be, hey, we're going to run until we don't have to. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, when it goes to, to total yards, um, did I do the points for offense? I can't remember if I did for I don't think I did. Let's go back real quick for offense. Points for offense, 17.3 Steelers, 28, 23.8 for the Browns, 11. I didn't know if i did done that or not. All right, so let's go back to total yards for defense. Steelers, 379.7 yards per game given up. That's twenty eighth in the NFL. Browns, 242.7 first. First. And that's by like 30 yards per game, better than anybody else in the NFL. Second place is 30 yards per game behind the Browns. So they've definitely given up the least amount of yards uh, this season. So, but if you look at points, the Steelers, 20.2. That's 11th in the NFL. That's the thing. Out of all these ranks, what are the Steelers ranked at high end? Not giving up points. Browns, 18.9. They're sixth in the NFL. So the Browns' defense is legit. The Browns have sacked the quarterback more than the Steelers. 30 sacks this year, that's tied for fourth. The Steelers have 27 sacks, that is 10th in the NFL. But when you talk about takeaways, the Browns have 15, that's tied for eighth in the NFL. They all take the ball away. But the Steelers have 18, that's tied for first. So when the Steelers are tied for first in takeaways and tied for second in turning the ball over, I mean the Steelers are are are, are at plus ten plus ten. Um, that's part of the reason they are where they are. So sorry, I got mixed up a little bit with those numbers and uh, maybe I did give the points for the offense when I went, but I just couldn't remember doing it, so I thought i better go back and do that. So this matchup with the with the Browns, whew, I don't know what to think, but the fact that the Steelers are running the ball well. Now, let's see how they go up against the Browns' defense, if they'll be able to run the ball against them. To me, I'm an offensive line guy. I always think it does come down the offensive line. Offensive line gets rolling. You can run the ball. Then when you can do that, that opens up some things with the pass. It would be really good. Now, the thing is, what do the Steelers need to do in the passing game? Should they just abandon it? No. They need to show that they have a competent passing game so the Browns just can't load up everybody in the box. The Steelers' passing game needs to be opportunistic and be able to say, hey, we've got to keep them honest. That's what they really need to do for this game. So, All right, well, that's the numbers I have for you this week. Next week we'll – I don't know what we'll talk about. I don't know if I'll tie Thanksgiving into it or not. But as I said, make sure you check out uh, the Steelers preview tonight. You can catch that live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, for uh, the Steel Current Network accounts. Follow any of those. We're, we're going to kind of be watching the game while we're doing that, so it's almost like a little watch party. And uh, make sure you check out all our podcasts, checking out the website, all that good stuff. Hey, Steelers are 6-3. and three. you got to enjoy it while, while, while it's happening. You, you've got to – the season is too long to focus. Yeah, it's all – yeah, the playoffs is where everything's more important, but you can still enjoy the journey of getting there. Yes. Some people, they go to take a vacation. Oh, they hate traveling, but they love getting there. That's not me, man. I, I enjoy the trip getting there and even the trip home. That's just, that's just the way I'm built. So I'm enjoying this ride here with the Steelers throughout the regular season. So um, that's, that's all well we can do is we can tune in at 1 PM on Sunday when God intended NFL football to be played and, you know, get out there cheering for our Steelers and, As I always say to close these out, thanks for geeking out.